guess that I can tell. Buck Rising. I, here, here's how I'm going to start. You ready? Duval. Duval. <laughs> Duval uh, sucks at football, apparently. Hey, that rhymes. That, that, that sounds. Hey, t shirt. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Come find me, Hang 10. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> so, how much of that were, like, when you go back and watch the game, were you impressed with the way the Titans came out and played, or were you uh, disenchanted with what Jacksonville put out? Um, I think both things can be true. I think yeah. that anytime Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards and sits atop a list with Jim Brown and LT and, uh, and Barry Sanders with Derrick Henry as the, with the most 200 yard, two touchdown games in the history of the sport and the defense plays respectably, even though Jacksonville is just absolutely wretched um with uh with Mike Glennon and Gardner Mitchell it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for them they're just kind of a, a sad state of affairs down there right now I think I think you can I think you can be impressed if you're a Titans fan with your team handling a team that they should absolutely smack around and you can also think okay that was what's supposed to happen it's nice to not be uh unpleasantly surprised by anything that went down in that game. And there was really, there was really no doubt about it outside of the offense after the AJ Brown flea flicker touchdown and kind of stalled out a little bit in the first quarter. And then they picked it back up and everything was fine. You like to see it. Buck rising with us at Buck rising on Twitter. Um, so Derek Henry dominant again. Uh, we, we are uh, obviously uh, viewing December Derek Henry, but the last four games, um, have been phenomenal. 586 yards, six touchdowns, 147 per 6.2 yards per carry. What is it about the ends of seasons for this guy? So Zach Lyons from the football and other efforts podcast calls it Dehember, which I hate. It drives me insane. Um, because it's, uh, but and you it's, just brought it up. <laughs> I know, but it, because it's true. Like I hate it. I hate that. I've just uttered it into existence <laughs> on Derek radio. Henry hates it too. Uh, I, I don't, Derek Henry probably hates a great many things that people who talk into a microphone say on a regular basis. Um, but you would never know because he lets none of his emotions be seen by any more, mere mortals. Anyway, uh, December for Derek Henry, you can't, you can't, you can't say that, oh, defenses at this time of the year, they don't want to hit him in, in a game in Jacksonville because it was like 76 degrees in Jacksonville where they played. It's not about the weather at that particular point, even though that's kind of an easy way to ascribe it to, he's just, he's physically built for this kind of year. The thing that I look at with Derrick Henry is more than any other athlete, uh, at least that I've come across in the, in the time that I've been covering this team in four years, Derrick Henry is conditioned for a certain time of year. Like everything that he does is with the intention of ramping up towards the end of the season and make sure that he is physically able to sustain. It's what makes him different from other running backs, which is um, very much why you saw me getting dragged across the internet. Like I was being dragged across the surface of the sun because I dared to compare Derrick Henry and James Robinson earlier in the week because they were numerically similar. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Well, you know, listen, uh, I picked, I, <laughs> I picked the wrong week to do it. Like I, I still, I still am a team. Don't pay the running back. But if I'm wrong about the one guy that's historically great, like I'll take that L that doesn't bother me. 
Uh, I'm not I'm not too uh, too big of an ego uh, bloated gas bag to admit defeat in certain areas. Uh, but Derrick Henry's body, his conditioning is specifically ramped up towards this time of year. And that's when you start to see him take over games because he's an alien. He is he is built <laughs> unlike anything that I've seen in my lifetime. And you start to see it where Dennis Kelly, we talked to him after the game uh, via Zoom in our press conferences on Sunday. And he said, Derek plays football like we try to play football collectively. He just physically wears you down. So does, are we watching a Hall of Famer? I mean, I know it's the, too early, but just project it out. Like, yeah, but I mean, a Hall of Famer? it's, it's always, it's always too early until they're in it, right? This is, this is the, uh, this is the eternal frustration with, with things like that. But like the, the way that I, the way that I processed it while I was uh, being dragged across the uh, aforementioned Twitter sun yesterday as Derek Henry was running for 200 yards. Um, I was trying to process, okay, what is it about Derrick Henry that I'm missing or that I am not able to see just because of the position that he plays? And ultimately, like, I know it's it's probably going to sound ridiculous because they're very, very different, and there's obviously a much smaller sample size with Derrick Henry, but it's kind of like for me watching LeBron James. Like, LeBron James has been great over the course of 20 years in his sport, and because he regularly and consistently performs at an outrageous level, it is easy to take that greatness for granted. I've worked in Nashville for five years. I've covered the Titans for four. Derrick Henry is really the only running back that I know, that I've seen every snap of, that I uh, that has played for the team that I cover. And so from my perspective, it's almost like I expect running backs to be able to do the things that Derrick Henry does instead of kind of taking a step back and saying, oh, I mean, he just broke another 200-yard game. He's just, uh, he's just found another place in NFL history based on the performances that he's put together. And sometimes you have to, or at least I do, maybe other people don't feel this way, but I have had to take a step back and kind of say, I mean, what we are witnessing is unlike things literally done by any other running back in the history of the sport. Hall of Fame, uh, what are we, four four years into Derrick Henry this mm -hmm. year? It's As you said, it's too early to say. But the thing that sets him apart from all these other running backs that I refuse to pay or that I uh, refuse to advocate for teams to pay is that he is sustainable, he is durable, and he consistently performs at this level I don't know how much longer it is sustainable for uh, because it's, I mean, it's incredible what he does, but if he continues on any kind of pace, like he is currently on, I mean, I think that that's very much within the, uh, within the realm of, of conversation. Well, Grizing from A to Z sports is with us. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill just tweeted out. He said, just having fun with it. Hashtag tighten up. It is uh, a touchdown throw to AJ Brown. Uh, the one-handed catch from A.J. Brown. Speaking of, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it now, but future Hall of Famer. Holy moly, that was a Hall of Fame catch. But also, pretty nice toss by Tannehill. I just want your take on it. I mean, statistically, he is he's rapidly approaching, like, one of the best, if not the best, quarterback to play for this franchise. Like, yeah. I don't think people realize and, and listen I uh, Steve McNair was not during not during my time and I understand that Steve McNair holds a special place in people's hearts but like the the Definitely. level of 
the numbers, the, the stats and the numbers is what we're looking at from this conversation standpoint, though. Statistically, he is, he is rapidly approaching becoming the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. And again, because they are not, because they have Derrick Henry, they are not solely dependent on, like say the Kansas city chiefs on the strength of the quarterback. Like you do not identify the Tennessee Titans by the greatness of their quarterback, but also he is great. And so when he is throwing for the most touchdowns in his career in a single season, I'm watching this guy and thinking, okay, I mean, you could not have a better situation and you could not have a better player for what this fit is or what, what this team requires. Uh, and he's playing out of his mind. I mean, the, the accuracy on that throw to AJ Brown, you have to put it in that spot. You have to throw it at AJ Brown's hand for him. to be able to make that one-handed grab. And yes, AJ has to come down with it. And that's not necessarily a given, given the, uh, the drops that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. But what Tannehill does for AJ Brown is he keeps going back to him. He yeah. keeps these guys up because he does not, he does not shy away from them. If they have a down stretch of a couple of games, like we've seen AJ have Ryan Tannehill, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't like getting in the spot where it ends up being, well, who's more responsible for their success, Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill embrace debate, but the, the quarterback is spectacular right now. And you would have to really, really try hard to ignore what exactly it is that's going on here. It's pretty amazing when you look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers, uh, you know, in, in par a partial season last season and, and a partial season this season, he's already eighth all time uh, in passing uh, for the Titans. And, and you know, we're, we're looking at uh, he's probably going to finish the year there. Um, but it, it's amazing when you when you talk about that play, the flea flicker play, the, the flea flicker part of it was just a waste of all of our times. I mean, basically that was a that was a <laughs> that was a hitch and go, and yeah. so if you go back and look at the play, the cornerback was affected not by the flea flicker but by AJ Brown's route because if you if you look at it, he basically stops and kind of shuffles his feet and then goes and he gets on the other side of the cornerback and that's where the that's where the route succeeded. Now the flea flicker part, you could debate that they were playing a single high safety and his responsibility would have been in that corner. So that the safety may have been there. He did come up when, when they started to run the football, but I, I thought that was a great play call. The, the fake punt was a great play call. Um, I, I did wonder in the, in the minute if they wasted that one, that they didn't need it in that game, but you know, I mean, that's neither here. Like nor you said, bring it I out mean, again, bring it out again. Well, like you said, the, the flea flicker, it didn't really do anything, but make the play tick longer. Right. Like it exactly. was, it's, it was just kind of unnecessary fluff to, uh, to say, okay, at the end, Hey, flea flicker pass, look how fun the Titans are. <laughs> um, but it really, it really is. Again, people are going to, people are going to look back at this era of Titans offensive football and remember this this group that they have together um very very fondly because they are all great in respective areas what you are seeing is aj brown become uh, he's not yet the best wide receiver in the league but there's probably not five receivers i'd take over him right now he is uh he's you can see the growth in the the technical elements of route running, which both he and Corey Davis and the other guys in that room that we talked to, or that we're able to talk to via zoom, a tribute to just how much Rob Moore 
who played for so many years in the league puts an emphasis on the craft and the technique that goes into route running rather than just relying on their God-given ability. And they are hugely naturally talented. But when you refine that talent, you get what you're seeing right now on the field between A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, where if you try and take away one, the other one will absolutely dismantle you. And that's a credit to the players. It's a credit to the quarterback. And it's a credit to the scheme that they're playing in for as much as Don hates him for throwing that pass to Aaron Brewer on third and one. Art <laughs> is you, you, you take art I nine do. times out of 10. I, I know you do. You're just sitting there <laughs> stewing about it for two weeks now. Uh, it's, it's very, why we get cute. <laughs> what, like I said, Don, sometimes you got to get cute and there's nothing, there's nothing more uh, at least aesthetically cute than that shot of A.J. Brown one-handed with the face. I, I don't even know how to describe his face. It's somewhere uh, in a mix, of, uh, a mix of, of joy, shock, and awe. A.J. Brown's face that was captured by uh, our, our friend Donald Page, the Titans photographer, as he is coming down with the corner uh, draped over him. It's uh, like, I, I, don't know, I don't know how many different ways or how many different positions I can praise on this offense for being so spectacular, but that's just, I mean, that's what they are right now. They are legitimately a spectacular offensive unit. Buck rising from A to Z sports real quick. Cornerbacks, uh, Malcolm Butler, best game of the season. Ty Smith played well. Uh, I have to ask you what you think about a Dory Jackson practice in a few days last week, yes. kind of see where he is. Are we getting closer? What are you hearing there? Uh, but uh, good day for the corners. What are you hearing about a they like the progress that Adore Jackson is making. And I think that's, you know, I mean, you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a, a genius or a, or a reporter to understand that if he's practicing three days in a row for the first, if he's practicing for the first time since November 11th, that's a good sign, right? The yeah. ramp up is uh, the ramp up is going to continue. I think they're slow playing it very much. I think they value what he can give them down the stretch. I'm not necessarily sold on the idea that he'll play at home against Detroit. But if you had to trot him out for one where you feel, if you feel, and we don't, we, again, we, his, his health status is not certain. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I think, or they think that he's a hundred percent healthy, but if you had to trot him out against somebody, you'd rather be against uh, uh, Matt Stafford or, Oh, who's the backup chase Daniel uh yep. captain of the captain of the ski mask all-stars chase daniel and this uh lions wide receiving core rather than the fire breathing dragon in green bay on christmas weekend that is aaron Rodgers. what's coming up uh, on a to z sports for you in the next couple of days <laughs> i have i have a prime time show prepared tonight so if you want to throw us a follow at a to z sports on twitter i am going to talk about why auburn's firing of Gus Malzahn is a Tennessee Volunteers worst nightmare and the 615 sessions podcast coming up tomorrow with our friends Teresa Walker and John Burton about why I suck at running back analysis Teresa was very quick to remind me did I see a, uh, a picture of Teresa dressed as mother Teresa at some point you did that's uh that's all credit to your boy Austin Huff there was also something that uh that doubled as uh that looked looked like it could have doubled as an adult film uh, uh, promo with Corey Davis and Titans Amy, which I'm still deeply concerned about. But all of that is a, is a tribute to uh, Austin Huff and the Titan Up Pod. Well, you did mention fluff earlier, so there you go, full circle. You, got, you do what you got to do, and not, not right. the circle we're talking about. Let's get out of here before I get in trouble.